0: This is Jack Scallions. Join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. I read where Dr. Harry Rimmer wrote a letter to Dr. Charles Fuller of the Old Fashioned Revival Hour. He reminded Dr. Fuller that the following Sunday he would be talking about heaven. Dr. Rimmer wrote that he was interested in that land because, he stated... I have a clear title to a bit of property there and have held it for over 50 years. I didn't buy it. It was given to me without price. But the donor purchased it for me at a tremendous sacrifice. I'm not holding it for speculation. It's not a vacant lot. For more than half a century, I have been sending materials up to the greatest architect of the universe who has been building a home for me which will never need remodeling or repairing because it'll suit me perfectly, individually, and will never grow old. Termites can never undermine its foundation, for it rests upon the rock of ages. Fire cannot destroy it. Floods cannot wash it away. No locks or bolts will ever be placed upon the doors, for no vicious person can enter the land where my dwelling stands. Almost completed and almost ready for me to enter in and abide in peace eternally without fear of being ejected. There's a valley of deep shadow between this place and where I live, and that to which I journey in a very short time. But I'm not afraid, because the best friend I ever had went through that same valley a long, long time ago and drove away all the gloom. Yes, I'm ready to go, and I may not be here while you're talking next Sunday evening, but I'll meet you there someday. And he signed it, Dr. Harry Rimmer. The writer passed away before Dr. Fuller ever received the letter. As a pastor, I love teaching and preaching about heaven. One of my all-time favorite portions of Scripture is John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. Over the years as a pastor I sought to teach from the podium and answer questions personally concerning heaven. Heaven is a real place. It is usually number one in people's minds. Is it a place? Jesus spoke of preparing a place. That could be said of an actual, real, literal, physical place as opposed to a state of mind. A graphic picture is presented in Revelation chapter 21 and 22 of the holy city the New Jerusalem. We note that it has walls and gates and foundations. It's made up of specific materials and it's garnished with real precious stones and pearls. This city that is only a small part of heaven has measurements in cubits and totals 1,500 square miles. You can only measure a real, literal place. I'm often asked, what kind of place is heaven? The answer is that it is a place of indescribable beauty. It's a place of perfect rest. It is also a place of open vision. All the questions will be answered there. Several years ago, a young couple came to work in the Fairview Baptist Church ministry. They prayed publicly and privately that God would send them a baby. That day did come when a precious little one entered their lives only to live just a few days. I watched that young man carry a small white casket to a gravesite in a local cemetery. They wept and said to me, explain to us why this has happened. I couldn't explain it. For I cannot see the end from the beginning, but God knows. The old gospel song says it like this. We'll understand it better by and by. One day in heaven, uh, God will make it all clear. My father's way may twist and turn, and my heart may throb and ache. But in my soul I'm glad I know he maketh no mistakes. Some have asked me, do those saved go to heaven immediately? And the answer is yes. 1 Corinthians 5, 8 states we to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. My body is not me, it is mine. My body is my possession. It's simply the house I live in. I am the soul and spirit that lives inside my body. When a believer dies, his soul and spirit leaves this body and goes immediately to be with Christ. Perhaps the most asked question over the years has been, Will we know each other in heaven? The Bible indicates that we will. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared with Christ, and Peter knew who they were. It is interesting that none of the three had met or known each other on earth. I firmly believe I will know my mother and dad in heaven. My grandparents died when I was just a little boy. I will meet for the first time two brothers who died as infants before I was ever born. Heaven will certainly not be a boring place. Imagine talking with the Apostle Paul or Simon Peter. Meeting and knowing the saints of the ages will be amazing. When Jesus appeared to His disciples after His resurrection, not only did they know Him, John tells us in 1 John that they examined Him and handled Him. Yes, we will know, the Bible says, even as we are known. It is interesting to many if the saved in heaven know what's happening on this earth. And I believe there's a big yes to that as well. One of the primary proof portions of scripture that answers this question is found in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. These witnesses are saints that are mentioned in the preceding chapter chapter 11. Apparently, to some extent, those who go to heaven become witnesses to events transpiring on this earth. There are several theories concerning this intermediate time. Some say there is a soul sleep that people do not know what is happening. Some say there is a holding place for souls called purgatory, where sins are purged before a person is allowed into heaven. Neither of these thoughts has any scriptural validity But the Bible does say that between death and resurrection, a believer is with Christ, that he is conscious, and that he is an observer of earthly happenings. Where is heaven, I am asked? Stop ten people on the streets. Ask this question, and without exception, they'll instantly point upward. Ask the direction of hell, and most will point downward. Consider this passage. Promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is a judge. He putteth down one, and setteth up another. That's found in the book of Psalms, chapter 75. Isn't it odd that all the directions are mentioned but one, and that is north? In Isaiah 14, in verse 12, the Bible tells us, Lucifer, or Satan, proclaimed, I will exalt my throne before God's throne. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will go into the sides of the north. There are three heavens mentioned in Scripture. Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 12 that he knew a man caught up to the third heaven. I believe Paul was speaking of himself and his trip into paradise. The second heaven referred to is found in Psalm chapter 19. It talks of a stellar heaven that declares the glory of God. The first heaven is atmospheric. Second Peter 3.10 states it'll pass away with a great noise. My understanding is that the third heaven is somewhere between the last star and in the abode of God. Lastly, but certainly not least, some wonder who's going to heaven. When I was a boy on our farm in West Tennessee, we had a choice as to which cotton gin we would take our cotton. There was a gin at a little country town called Gates, Tennessee, and it was available to us. And then there was one over in another community called Curve, Tennessee. It was the closest, or we could go to the little country community of Toulon. Some might say that which way was not as important as the quality of our cotton. The only problem is that analogy breaks down. And uh, we understand today we're talking about heaven and not talking about going to a cotton gin. Some use that analogy and talk of the many ways to get to heaven. Some conclude the way is not as important as long as you are sincere. The problem with that is Jesus stated specifically that there's only one way to heaven. John chapter 14 verse 6 states it like this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Again, in Acts 4 and verse 12, it is stated like this, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Heaven will be home for all believers, and Christ is the way home today. Oh, thank you for listening. This has been Jack Scallions. I'm so glad that I could come to you today with just a few moments from my heart to yours.